Hold on, girl. Let me take this. Hold on, hold on. Hello? You ain't gotta like me, but you gonna like what I have to say. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 16. It's your girl, Margaret, as always. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, pressing play, subscribing, following, fast forwarding, rewinding back because we know you're always missing some shit. Either way, I definitely appreciate the love and support. Really quickly, thank you guys so much for tapping in to episode 15. I definitely appreciate the love and support. Thank you to everybody that continues to donate to the podcast. Everybody that leaves all the love the questions concerns in the motherfucking voice note thank y'all for real for real interesting enough right especially since valentine's day is around the corner i was inspired to do today's episode based off of some of the voice notes um the girls have been asking and i said you know what i might as well apparently a lot of people are going through heartbreak (laughs) and a lot of people have been asking me to give an update to my healing process when it comes to going through a breakup and heartbreak and In short, short, short summary, Um, for starters, if you have not listened to Rebel Season, that episode, go play it back. If you have not listened to Go Figure, You Were the Trigger, go listen back. But in short summary, about a year ago and then some, I was going through a very heavy breakup. And, you know, it took a toll on me, but it really helped me elevate my process and healing. And even doing my shadow work, the connection that ended for me was something that was very near and dear. It was a connection with my best friend. It was a connection with someone that I felt like I was connected with spiritually, emotionally, mentally, everything. And it really weighed heavy on me. And the beauty of this podcast, as everybody knows, is I was able to take you guys on my journey. And... I thought why not give you some tips and tricks, answer some questions that people care about as a form of an update, but in hopes to help anyone out there currently going through some kind of breakup, um, somebody that just really wants a different perspective. Um, So before I get started, per the usual, these are my thoughts and sentiments. So if you don't fuck with me or it, you already know the vibes. (laughs) So I wanted to first kind of just, you know, tap in and talk to my listeners. You know, I fully understand the people right now that are going through the heartbreak. And it feels like you have the weight of the world on you. It feels like nobody understands what you're going through. Um, You go through a range of different emotions from not feeling good enough to wondering, will you ever find love like that again? Um, Will you ever be open to love again? You know, a lot of million and one questions (laughs) race through your mind when you're going through a heavy heartbreak. Um, The first question, that I got asked, which I think is super important to talk about is, what did I do in my healing process? You know, what worked for me? Um, First of all, healing is very customized. So even if I give recommendations, you know, take what you feel like you can work with, but customize it to you. As I'm very transparent with all of my shadow work and even in my processing of healing, um, I'm very big on surrender. And I feel like there's steps and layers to getting to surrender. Um, The first step I feel like that's so key in your healing process is going to be being able to face the reality, the music, so to speak. And for me, on a spiritual level, I tapped in a lot into my spirituality, my candle work, 
heavy into my shadow work, of course. And I also worked with a lot of the full moon, more than the new moon. Heavy, heavy release energy. Um, with me, I knew to face the music, it meant I would have to pull out photos, videos, memories, music, to literally help me see the truth. So a lot of my candle work consisted of me doing a lot of blue candles, for example, and helping me to see the truth, the clarity of the situation. And I worked them candles through and through, bitch. <laughs> now, I was up in my room like Brandy, okay? Sitting in my room, crying day in and day out, fighting through the depression, fighting through the heartbreak, but normalizing the ability to feel my feelings. Um, my biggest don't for anybody that's trying to face the music is stay free from distractions and alcohol <laughs> or any drugs. And the reason why I say that is, is that when I first started my healing process, granted I was facing the music, granted I was doing all the work. Um, when I looked back later, I realized that there were a lot of moments in the beginning stages of my healing process where I was very much inebriated. I was very much, you know what I mean, with the tequila, honey, and the weed, and the hookah, and all of that. And granted, I've never been one to cope with my pain using drugs or alcohol, but it did push me in a space where I felt like my feelings were more intensified. In one part, I would say it kind of helped me, but in the other part, I wish when those feelings were in its rawest form, because right when the heartbreak first hits, it's, it's super raw. I really wish I would have experienced that sober. And the reason why I say that is, is because I felt like as I began to sober up, um, I began to earn more clarity in my thinking and my processing. I'm not here to knock nobody that smokes. I'm not here to knock anybody that drinks. Um, one thing I can tell you is, is that actually to date for the last eight months, I have not smoked weed. Um, I'm not against smoking weed, don't get it twisted. <laughs> but for me, because I just wanted to focus on having a pure mind, pure body, that direction for me was the best. Even with alcohol, it's not the most enticing thing for me anymore. I'll hit, you know, some henny here or there, but it's not like what it used to be. You know, there's no codependency to it. So definitely make sure you're sober is what I would vote for. Because facing the music, aka the reality of a situation is tough. And sometimes we don't want to see the truth because it hurts. So sometimes we'll cope with that by <laughs> using the drugs and etc. And probably within the first month or two, I recognized that problem and I stopped. Now, once I was able to sit through and work through that discernment, the truth, the clarity, the justice, so to speak, my next process towards surrender was creating a playlist. And my situation is a little unique because the person I was dealing with was a creator too. And one of the biggest things I can talk about in that relationship that I really loved the most was that this person's craft and their creativity was a lot of inspiration. Um, I was truly this person's like biggest fan. And you know, it was just not even out of the space of loving someone. It's just like, you know, when you just have a love for a craft and someone has a talent. And so it was the hardest thing because in the beginning, I actually stopped listening to like this person's music. <laughs> and it was so hard. And it was because I couldn't just fathom the idea of hearing this person's voice until ultimately, when I was going through my next process, I said, I need to listen to this person's music. So I created playlists and it caused a lot of pain. And in turn though, 
it helped me get more comfortable with the idea of surrendering. And when I talk about surrender, you know, I'm talking about releasing yourself from control, right? Because instantly when something ends, we want to rush and fix it. We want to rush and bring it back. You know, we want to manipulate things to to have things come back to how it used to be because we're afraid of the unknown. Um, Surrender is the process of letting go of that control and allowing the universe to do her thing. You know what I mean? And trust and have faith, right? That whatever is behind door number two will always be in alignment for yourself, right? So that's the process. (laughs) So with that said, making those playlists, listening to his music, um, you know, I highly recommend that when you are working through your releasing um, to create that playlist. Sad love songs, songs that bring you memories of that connection, pulling out the videos, etc. cetera. Um, through that, I also began writing more. And in writing and doing my petitions, I would burn them, release it, simply because, you know, I wanted to get my thoughts out. The other thing that has always been my best friend since starting even therapy a couple years ago was voice notes and recording myself, talking to myself. Now, this is gonna be my second don't. (laughs) When you're going through your healing process, right, don't talk to friends and family. And the reason why I say that is, is because I knew when I was going through this process that I wanted to do it alone. I knew I wanted to be the only person that inspired, okay, controlled, and created my own opinion, my own perspective. I didn't want involvement and influences of other people because friends and family will definitely tell you like, oh girl, it's gonna be okay. Oh girl, you're so pretty. Oh girl, don't worry, get over, no. I didn't want to hear that bullshit. So rather than me calling on friends or family, I turned to my voice notes. And this is actually a really good practice outside of just healing. So sometimes when we go through something very heavy, we just want to give the energy to someone else. And you know, that's kind of like dumping. And I didn't want to be that girl. So instead, rather than me pick up the phone and run and tell such and such, I go to my voice notes. I drop it in my voice note. I have the conversation in my room with the record button. The beauty of doing that is, is down the line, right? Let's say when a couple months in and you wanna hear progress or you just wanna reflect back, you can play it back. And I mean, it has helped me tremendously, even in my own childhood trauma healing, okay? Because when I listen back to the girl I used to be when I was broken at that time, right? It just gives me so much strength, so much resilience just to hear the transformation. Also too, it helps bring more clarity because sometimes when we're in our feelings, right? Our judgment, our way of thinking is clouded. And then later on, once we've kind of settled and we've processed these emotions and then we hear it back, we like, damn, you were stripping. (laughs) Or damn, you really felt like that? So it's just really, really good, you know? Cause there's been probably plenty of times that you can recall where you picked up the phone and vented to your friend and you're like, fuck, I wish I never did that. You know what I mean? Fuck, I didn't want you to know that. So rather than you do it with a friend or family member, pick up that voice note and record yourself. You'll thank me later, (laughs) okay? Now, the final step, which was the bravery. Um, When you finally get to like this stage of being comfortable with the idea of surrendering, you know, of the ending of this connection, um, comes the bravery, right? It's like that full energy in tarot where you are finally willing to take the risk to have a new beginning. And I knew 
couple months in, and as y'all remember, if you follow me um, on Instagram, you know, back in June last year, I went back home and that was the most liberating and freeing thing to do because I went solo. It was such a different vibe for me. Um, I don't want to get into too much because I think I talked about it in an episode, but um, that moment of being back home um, felt like a new beginning because it was done in such a different way without the same characters of my my story. <laughs> and with that said, the bravery part then came me being open to the idea of opening my heart to meeting new people, right? And I can tell you that that process takes a lot of time. I was in no rush to open my heart, but I knew that the only way that I can go forward in life, right, was to start new. And that meant new people, new faces, new perspective, new wisdom, new boundaries, all of that. And I feel like you'll know when you're in that space when you start to like get your feet wet. Maybe it might be just a movie date. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then it might be finally giving your number, you know? And then ultimately it turns into, okay, maybe I can catch feelings for somebody, you know? All these different things happen that we can never imagine. The question that a lot of people asked me was, when does it happen and how long, right? How long does it take for me to get over this? I don't know, <laughs> you know? All I can say is, is that I stay consistent in going through and working through my emotions. And one thing I would recommend in the process of starting new and being brave is communication, right? And being realistic. And what I mean by that is, is that if you do meet people, be honest, be transparent. Like when I had met someone, I told them, I said, you know, hey, I'm still processing this breakup. I'm open to getting to know you, you know, but understand that I still have certain feelings that I'm still figuring out. And that person truly respected it, which I love to this day. And one thing I can say is, is that that particular connection though, I think showed me and helped me to see that I can start over and it be okay. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys because the million dollar question is obviously is like, are you fully healed from this? Not all the way. You know, I wanna say I'm like 90 to 95%. And the reason for that is, is because I've accomplished so much by focusing on my own healing, right? And pouring back into me and starting new, redefining myself outside of this relationship that um, I've accomplished a lot in my career, in my craft, in my spirituality. And there's still that part of me from time to time, which I think is normal, where you're like, damn, it's supposed to be with this person. However, I've recognized that this story, you know what I mean, has been something that's already written. And now I'm on a new chapter, maybe a new book at this point. And the beauty of that is, is that this book, new chapter, has new characters. And just because I finished one book doesn't mean I can't always have a love for that book, right? But now that I'm in this new book, new sequel, etc., you know, sometimes everybody can't make it to that book. And I've learned that's gonna be the beauty of life. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm almost there. And I don't know how long else is gonna take for me to get to 100%. I don't know if I'll ever be 100%. <laughs> but one thing I can say that really was like the turning point for me though was being brave. And because of that, I was able to experience love. And even though it was in its time that it was, it was so amazing to me because 
it allowed me to see that, wow, I can really have feelings for someone again. You know what I mean? Because I really thought it was over for me, y'all. Like, I was like, ain't no way I want to be in love again. Ain't no way. And then here I was. You know what I mean? And it was so dope. Um, The beauty of that is then, right, when we get into bravery, and I want to tell this to all my girls, okay, because this is important. And guys, is that once you got to a space of that, right, where you've done the work, you've healed or are healing, and you've collected all of your lessons and turned them into gems, right? You know, strengthen your boundaries. When you are practicing that bravery, make sure you are enforcing all those things, aka the boundaries, the gems, etc. One thing I can tell you now, which is so beautiful, is that as much as I am brave to open myself up to love, to do the dating thing, I have a zero tolerance when it comes to bullshit. And the reason for that is, is because you do all this work where something damn near breaks you, damn near takes your spirit, and you do all the work to bring it back to life, redefine it, get the light again, see the light again, have the hope, the faith, the idea of love, all of that. And you will never, and don't ever, (laughs) let anybody try to jeopardize that. Interesting enough, you know, now that I'm in this different space where I'm like, I'm cool with kikiing and getting to know people. I notice I block and cut people off quickly. I notice that a lot of the things that used to move me, affect me, I don't play that shit no more. <laughs> and it's because, and I think this is the most realistic way to paint it, if it makes, hopefully it makes sense, is that what I went through all my life, and then even in that moment, I would never allow myself to go back. And I will never allow someone else to take me there. And that's why this comes in as my final-ish tip, I guess, is knowing your boundaries, knowing your worth, and enforcing that. Do not settle. Because sometimes I feel like we lose a lot of hope and faith, right, when we lose something we really love. And now we're being brave and we're testing the waters and we're opening our hearts. Sometimes we'll end up in the same repeated cycle of settling, right? Oh, well, I gotta work it with this person or this is the choice I have and fuck it. No, do not settle. I'm in a space where I'm like, if I got through these trenches and this heartbreak where I was fighting for my life, it's no way in hell I'm gonna settle. <laughs> you know, this person who I am, such a different girl. And I know her worth that it would not make sense for me to deal with a person who isn't equally as valuable as I am. It doesn't make sense to deal with a person who doesn't have boundaries either. And that's why my vote would be is make sure you are aiming for being in alignment with the next person you connect with. Now, this is important because I'm on this journey when I'm healing to be in alignment to my higher purpose. The person I connect with has to be in alignment to their higher purpose. The second thing is I, equally as them, have to be able to elevate this said person, educate this said person, right? And work on a foundation that is rooted in spirituality, rooted in compassion, empathy, all of those things. You know, whatever your list is, And if it's not rooted in that, don't settle. Don't compromise. 
And, you know, I'm not talking about whether or not you and this person want to go see a movie or maybe y'all, <laughs> y'all want to go on a certain vacation. No, I'm talking about real rooted things, things that keep you grounded, things that's going to help you build your foundation. Don't you ever compromise that for a soul. And for many relationships, and not even just this one, I used to be that girl and I'm not that girl. So it may be rocky sometimes. It may look a little hopeless sometimes, but I promise you, go out there and experience people, things, you know what I mean? Be brave and know that some people will be a test to your testament and know that some people will be something solid, you know what I mean? Just don't lose the hope in it, you know what I'm saying? So the final question I got asked was pretty much, if I was still upset, you know, like am I completely over it? Like, do I have beef? And the answer is no. I'm not upset. Um, In my process of healing and going through it, I was able to really pinpoint, you know, my own problems, you know, things that I brought to the table that just were not in my higher self. When it comes to the said situation and person, no, I don't have beef. No, I'm not angry. One of the things that I actually focused on heavy from October, I wanna say, until the end of December, I had to say, I need to work on my forgiveness. And it's interesting because in all the candle work I've done, one of the things I noticed that I was kind of missing was working on that. And it wasn't from a matter of this other person, like, oh, you know, for them, it was really more for me just to find the peace. And so for several months, I worked with like a light blue candle. Um, Light blue definitely represents peace, tranquility, peaceful thoughts, communication, but it also can represent forgiveness. And so I did, I started to work through that. I noticed a big shift with me when I started to work on forgiveness because I recognized that anger, that disappointment, even beef or I wouldn't call it hatred, but like that level, that intensity of that hurt, that pain, that frustration, that ugh, that slightedness, you know, you know, borderline hatred in a way, um, didn't serve my higher self. You know, it just was a weight, you know, and it was a block. And so my biggest thing was like, all right, girl, it's time to forgive, forgive, you know, like. And that's hard, you know what I mean? Because when somebody breaks your heart or they do you wrong, and, you know, as many of you guys know too, my situation was unique because I didn't really get the clarity or the closure that I would have hoped for. You know, a lot of my working was based off of me, you know, information I already knew or what I thought I knew, and, you know, just my own, you know, faith. And forgiveness was the last step for me, which was so crucial, but it was so freeing. Um... It's so interesting because when I started to close out last year, you know, 2021, I really felt like the weight was lifted off of me. And so, yeah, no, I don't have beef with that person. Um, Honestly and truly, I've already forgiven this person. And, you know, I'm actually very happy with the outcome. And the reason why is because I love the person I've become. And I love like who I am becoming. And it's one of those things where, you know, I can fathom and and hear music now, you know, hear this person's music. I can even still have the appreciation of hearing their music and it not press me, (laughs) you know what I mean? And, you know, it takes a lot of growth to do that, you know? 
because it's easy for us to be the victim. It's easy for us to be angry, you know? And I talked about this on my page a bit, if y'all follow me, where I talked about, you know, that anger, right? Sometimes when people do us wrong, we like to be angry because we want to be in control. We want to have power. And that's not freedom, you know? Because as long as we're angry at someone, we have something to hold against them. And therefore we feel like we have more power, not realizing that that other person really holds the power. And so, Freeing yourself by forgiving someone is always going to be the most powerful thing you can do. And that's how you get your power back. And so I was able to do that. And I'm so happy I can. And, you know, there are moments, don't get it twisted, y'all. Like sometimes it can get a little sad. And, you know, and it's more because interesting enough, and this might be weird or not weird, but for me, You know, I've decided in any connection with anyone, you know, no matter how it ends, you know, I want to focus on the good memories. And the only reason why is because one, life is so short, you know, and our ancestors have been through hell and back. And I refuse to allow the little moments or the bullet points in my life of trauma and heartbreak to be the storyline, the narrative for me. And I rather fixate and focus on what was great because ultimately that's the beauty of life right is that even though we experience love and life and people right there's a lot of good in that and sometimes it ends shitty (laughs) you know it just is what it is but it doesn't take away from the good you know and I can tell you right now even in that previous connection we had a lot of good times you know what I mean I was able to get into music I was able to be myself I was able to grow spiritually there was a lot of good in that connection, you know? And I refuse to allow that to be erased because of anger or because of hurt or because of pain. Um, More importantly, I don't want that to be my narrative. And regardless of the ending, I'm grateful that I was able to experience that because truly, you know, there's certain types of loves that you just don't get to experience again. And I think maybe that might be the only thing that's sad and I'm okay with that though. And so for that, that's why I'm in a different space. So no, I don't have beef. No, it doesn't bother me. I'm in a space where I'm actually very, very okay with the outcome, the way it went, the process I went through. Um, I would do it again, to be quite honest. So final thoughts here. Shout out to all my people out there who are going through the heartbreak. One thing I want to really, really say, and I'm so glad and grateful that I even had the time today to do this because I know it's so needed, is that I want you to understand that those feelings will pass. You know, fill your feels, work through your feels, don't distract yourself from your feels. However, you have to get up each day. I tell people all the time, you know, and as a person like me who battles from smiling depression and, you know, some of y'all asked me about doing a mental health episode, which I might, I might, because that's still a very sensitive thing for me. But um, one thing that I really, really love to focus on because I've come a long way in my depression is that count your victories, you know, and create goals where it's suitable for you to win. Um, you know, the mind is a very interesting space because often if we create these baby steps, right, these baby goals and we win at them, we accomplish them, we're more motivated to continue. And, you know, if it's you just getting out the bed today and taking that shower, count that victory, you know, if you finally were able to, you know what I mean, sit and do your creations, cool count that victory you know if it was just you crying and then you had a moment where you finally said okay I'm gonna get off my phone I'm gonna stop listening to music I'm gonna stop overthinking and finally watch my show you know what I mean congratulate yourself even if it's you just cooking dinner once a week 
congratulate yourself. So celebrate your victories and know that the emotions you feel, you know, are normal and don't put a time limit on yourself. You know, time is definitely an illusion. And if we stay more present, because honestly and truly, I practice a lot of Buddhism and Hinduism. And I tell people this all the time and I highly recommend this book, all right? I'm gonna say it here because I think I said it on my IG. Love and Rage, okay? You need to look that book up. Like that book has like, whew, baby. <laughs> Love and Rage is such a dope book. And why I love it is because a lot of it talks about, you know, being more present and more importantly, the range of emotions and how we can go from love to anger to rage, you know, and how it's okay to be in all those elements. But more importantly, what I can tell you is, is that being present, right? If you look at Buddhism and Hinduism, a lot of the focus and practices are being present, right? And honestly, that has actually helped me with my anxiety and my depression is staying present. You know, I'm only in control of the moment that I'm in right now. I can't control tomorrow. I can't control a year from now. I can only control right now, this moment, this second. And the moment you recognize that, you know, the better it will be for you in your journey. So understand that time is an illusion. Time is not a fact. <laughs> a lot of the times we like to be in the past and the future and we forget the present. And there's so much beauty in this moment. You know, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to wake up. A lot of people don't have the opportunity to see, to breathe, to do things. And when you look at stuff like that, it gives you so much to just look towards. You know what I mean? I know that it's difficult and I need you to understand that as long as you stay present and you see the things that you have and you're grateful, it definitely will make a lot of a difference. So that is all I have for you guys today. Let me know in the voice notes today what you thought about it. Um, I might do a mental health episode, but that is such a hard episode for me to do. <laughs> so we'll see. But as a quick reminder, on Monday, February 14th, I will be dropping an episode called Complicated Dick. <laughs> so we'll bring some comedy back. And also I do have my single Complicated, which is dropping. Um, this Friday, I actually have a cartoon dropping, which I'm super excited for, which is just gonna be a little bit of a snippet. Um, I'm really happy that I'm back to creating again. You know, I'm setting reasonable goals and it makes me happy being able to do this. And I just look forward to being able to keep doing it. So thank you guys again for tapping in to today's episode, to all the episodes, for the love, the support. If you guys only knew how grateful I am, <laughs> you would only know. Um, but anyway, I will catch you guys on the next one. Take care.